Well, good evening. Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Happy June 1st, 2021. And this is Sister Christian Podcast. I am Christina Renee, your hostess. And yeah, so glad to be here tonight. I um, have a lot of my heart and mind and super impromptu. No notes tonight. And um, so we'll just see where it goes. <laughs> I, I have um, thoughts and questions um, to discuss. And the biggest thing tonight, I just, I've been thinking about guys and gals relationships. You know, why when it is so tough and there's so much proof in the world, in the Christian world, in the secular world, all over, we see um, relationships that that are torn apart, that don't work, um, hearts broken, continuous, um, you know, turmoil and arguments and abuse and control issues and sadness and girls bitching with their girlfriends about the guys and guys bitching with the boys about their girlfriends and people cheating on one another and all the different uh, trials and tribulations, if you will, that go along with having a significant other in your life. Why then, if there's so much sadness and so much pain and so much hurt, why do we keep going after it? Why? Why, why, why? (laughs) I've been asking myself this question. And um, yes, of course, there's something that has prompted it. I, I have been single for a really long time. I was in an abusive marriage for 15 years and I left that 10 years ago. Well, 11 years ago now. Um, In August, it will have been 11 years when I left. And yes, you can do the math. I wasn't 10 when I got married. (laughs) So anyway, um, I have learned so much in the last 25 plus years. being about myself and being in relationships with, you know, people, uh, men, women, um, so much I've learned. Um, and I'm so grateful for all that I've learned. Um, and I have to say, I mean, you know, going through all the garbage, you know, obviously it has taught me so much. Um, and it has really taught me, you know, kind of like what you don't want, right. Um, and what we want to stay away from. Um, But I think that we don't spend enough time really deciding and choosing and knowing what we do want. We see all the the bad things that happen in relationships and it's easy to spot maybe, um, or maybe it's not. (laughs) Maybe it's not easy to spot. And that's why we have relationships and they end and we go, well, you know, gosh, if I would have known, I wouldn't have done it. But you know, that's just it. I think how much do we really know ourselves? How much do we value ourselves so we can teach someone else to value us the way we wish to be valued? And that's something I've been thinking about heavily these last uh, you know, a few weeks, a couple of days, especially. Um, and I'll be frank with you, <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee the person that I've been seeing um, will not be listening to this this uh, broadcast because um, he hasn't valued anything about me. And I dated him um, a year or so ago. I dated him for a couple years ago. I started seeing this person 
and thought that he was going to be something special, you know, 10 years of, you know, being single and, and, um, you know, dating a lot of the wrong and, you know, just dating people and, you know, a lot of trials and stuff that have happened in the last 10 years, you know, just really, you know, thought, you know, maybe this could be something really cool and, and um, thought I knew myself well and was handling the situation well. And then realized this guy was not valuing me and um, he wasn't giving me the time. And, um, and it was more than that. You know, it's, it's hard when some he owns his own business and very busy. I want him to be successful. He His business is still technically a baby's. Now he's six years into it. At the time when I met him, he was four and four and a half years into it. And, you know, those are, that was a really critical time, a crucial time. He was had some growing pains with the business. So I was really allowing stuff that maybe you wouldn't allow other times. And I was giving grace for certain things. And, you know, we had such a great time together. And there were so many wonderful things about him. I didn't want to just throw it away because I knew how rare and special great people are. And I didn't want to just, you know, disregard it. So when I decided to break things off seven months into it, I didn't do it lightly. It was over time and I knew enough of the flags to say, you know what? I don't want this. Clearly we want different things. Um, he's not, you know, at the time I thought he's not a bad person. Um, I just want something different. Well, and it ended up really bad because some true colors of how he was came out and um, blamed me for things that were non-existent and could tell there were some control issues there and when I would try to leave and so then I knew I was I was glad I was done and so then a year goes by and this person pursues me um on my block call you know leaves messages every month um every few weeks and continuously you know of course I just ignore them and whatever kind of laugh at first I was disgusted and you know but then over time I I um you know you start dating other people and realizing certain things and a lot of things happened in this last year right um bad things happened we I um some things that I won't get into happened to me financially um I lost a job lost my home lost a bunch of stuff and um a lot of life changes for me and it was really hard to um you know it was just hard it wasn't it wasn't really a time to go dating people because you know, when you're going through stuff like that, you don't you don't feel like your best self and you kind of got to, you know, get your ducks in a row. That's just how I am. I want to get my ducks in a row before I start seeing somebody. And anyway, so but anyway, this person came back into my life um, recently, a month ago, and um, was very different in the way he approached me, was very different in how he talked to me, was very different in his life. Um, and so I gave it another try. And I was and I am. I I thought I would give it another try. So, but now I see some of the same things and I was just, um, you know, I, I knew going into it, he was very sorry for what happened last time. And I, I knew all that. And, um, and I, you know, of course I'm guarding my heart and, and as I'm sitting back and looking at this and starting to allow the same things happen, just realizing and valuing my own, what I want and what I want and not being, you know, bitchy about it, super selfish. It's not about that. It's just, you know, in the, um, you know, we all have different personalities, right? We all have different um, likes and dislikes. And, you know, some people like um, horror movies. I don't. So I can't date someone who loves horror movies because if they want to watch them, well, I guess I, I could date someone who likes them. They just couldn't watch them with me. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's stuff like that. You know, if you 
are if everything about you is completely different and nothing you like is the same and your beliefs are different um your the way you spend time is completely different your friends are completely different your um you know everything about your life is separate and and different and opposite what's the point of getting together what what is holding it together and if at the beginning of a relationship like the first few weeks and few months you're working at spending time together or you're working at issues i mean oh my gosh what's going to happen in a year what's going to happen in 2 years 5 years 10 years you won't have those you won't have it because um there's nothing there there's nothing to build a life on together and um and we're just asking for more pain and my hurt more hurt and so if that's what you want fine i mean if maybe that's what you want if if that's the kind of relationship you want and you're okay with it that's entirely up to you but i just realized in the last few days you know how much time do we really spend thinking about you know how god created us and the purpose god has for me and what hurts me and what makes me um light up what makes me the best me i possibly can be and when another person another human being um for example makes me feel less valued by the way they treat me um if i am the type of person who enjoys a friendship with a person i'm a lover to if i'm a type of person that loves to talk to my to my guy every day um maybe i can't see him every day but maybe i'd like to have a conversation and hear his voice and know that i matter to him um not in a again and not in a selfish way i want him to enjoy being with me and to actually care that i'm alive and well and just all of that right it just that that shows me that's how i know that i'm cherished and i'm valued and i don't feel that with this person um and i will tell you i have never had a man that has done that for me ever and i am realizing that i have not figured that out until now i really i mean i have been learning it but it's kind of like what we will settle for um is not what the amazing dream that we have for ourselves. And so I think what we settle for, we can miss out on what could be. And I don't want to miss out on what could be. So I'm really just thinking a lot about that and um you know, especially at this point in our my life, do I really want to spend any more time um wasting and realizing another 5 years down the road um you know, with a broken heart and um you know all of that i think that it shouldn't be this hard i really believe that we know that we know instinctively and when we go against what we know that that starts to um dim our light so to speak dim ourselves because we're not we're not being true to who we are so we can't be who we are we're not being who we are we can't live our best life because we're not we just aren't living our best life we are choosing something less than who god created us to be so i'm just making some really um making some tough decisions <laughs> so um anyway i um so i was just thinking about all of that and you know how do you feel how are you in a relationship now that you are in that you don't know how to get out of that you're in this kind of a comfy yucky state or maybe you have an amazing relationship maybe you've never had to deal with this i don't know um i would love to hear <laughs> hear some comments on it um 
you know, it's, it's, um, it's not an easy thing. I think because there is so much evidence in the world today of so much bad relationships that clearly there has not been enough time thought on who we are as individuals and how valuable we are in ourselves and that I have purpose and you have purpose in yourself first and knowing who you are, knowing the path that you're on, knowing what you want to do on that path. And if someone else is um, chipping away at you, um, at your true self in, in any way, shape or form, then that will keep us from living our best life, being who we really are. We can't be because I will tell you in all of the years that I've had these different relationships and especially when I was married, um, there was always this wanting to be who I was, but I couldn't because there was the fear. I would always get knocked down every time I tried to be me. I would always get torn down every time I tried to do, be who I was, whether it be, you know, singing or music or, um, or um, speaking. In fact, I got to the point in my marriage where I wasn't allowed to speak. Um, five years into the marriage, um, we would be at Bible studies and different things. And my husband would, um, at the time, he would yell at me all the way home and swear at me and say that, um, you know, just say horrible things to me. And I got to the point where I, I was afraid to speak for one when he was there. I was afraid to speak when he wasn't around because I would be thinking all the time, what would Rick think about me if I said this? What would Rick say to me? You know, Rick wouldn't want me to do this. And it was just, that was how I lived my entire life. I mean, it was very, very tough to um, to come out of that and to start being who I was even years after I left the marriage. And I remember, I remember the first year after being married, coming out of my marriage and um, and trying to, you know, I was this butterfly coming out of her cocoon that she had been dead in for so long and um, trying to remember who I was and who God created me to be and being allowed to wear makeup again and choosing my own clothes again and being able to wear colors and girls, you know, just, it was, it was crazy. So, um, and I remember and the job I was at, it was super, like, it was a super, I worked at a health club and I was a manager at a rest. It was so, so, so much fun. And, um, I just loved it. I loved, it was like, I was a brand new person and people loved being with me. And I was really surprised by that. And I remember when men would talk to me, and I would be so amazed by it because I would be like, oh my gosh, they're like listening to what I have to say. And I would be just stunned by it because I had been in this under a rock for so long told that I didn't matter and that my thoughts were stupid and to keep my mouth shut and nobody cares what you think, you know, all of that stuff. And um, you don't realize how things like that, I, I didn't realize how much that in, is ingrained in me. So anyway, all that to say, it has taken me years to come out of that and to realize that God, you know, I mean, I remember being afraid of, I would hear my own voice and be disgusted by it. I would, um, you know, it's just so different than what God intended for me to be. And, you know, still I have many days where I, you know, I, it's hard to not hear the, you know, that imposter syndrome, like, who do you think you are? Um, oh my God, and you sound like an idiot, you know, try not to listen to those things um, and just not care because I only have so much time left in my life and I don't want to miss anything amazing. And I, I want to be able to be my true self, whatever that is, and go with my heart on what God, I believe God has called me to do, to, 
to love and encourage and be a blessing in the world and um you know and hopefully hopefully be loved and cherished by a man and and to love and respect and and to have a relationship with a man that that would be amazing you know that we're where you are both fulfilling your purpose that complements each other where you're both kind of walking side by side rather at each other all the time and you're not meeting my needs and you're not meeting my needs where it's you're walking side by side fulfilling your life hand in hand that kind of feel and you're enjoying and laughing together and building each other up rather than so much focus on what the other person isn't doing or is doing to them i i just want to be able to live right and um that's what i'm aiming for that's what i'm going for and um so funny um <laughs> i can i got a text from the person i was as i'm sitting here doing this um it's so funny not funny interesting um you know what we are valuable people um you have a purpose and god has amazing in store in fact even in this country right now i want someone who who trusts god i want someone who believes in the impossible i want someone who who believes the best in people who wants amazing for our country who wants god's best for themselves and for family members and who is generous and who loves life and even though hard times come we can look up and we can trust and we can pray for each other and love each other and and those are very real and um possible things to have and i will not give that up i am not going to give that up for someone who doesn't care about me for someone who is negative for someone who is too busy to care about anybody else um i think uh yeah there's way 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 more um way way more to me and um i have decided i think that I will really know what I value. Um I was listening to a speaker the other day and and just like you know someone um these are I like to listen to top entrepreneurs and you know millionaires and listen to them speak and um I listen to a ton of different you know speakers and different types of people and especially you know I want to be successful in life I want to be um at peace I want to be the best I can be And one of the things that I heard the speaker say was they were talking about um how how their mentor asked them about 5 or 10 years ago and maybe it was just a few years ago he said he asked me what my five top um values were and I could not say what they were and it made me think in fact I just listened to this the other night when I was on the exercise bike and how um I did not know what my values were I mean I had a gist right we have like well I want people to be good to me or you know I should be honest and you know it's kind of like what's your values you know what do I value what do I you know it's kind of like a question I hadn't really sat down and answered so I mean there's some of this stuff that takes time you write down you have to think um if you're not if you're too busy to spend time with yourself to really figure things out um you know they they have um discovered that people who write down their goals um and and read them day by day every single day um there's it's only like 2% or 1% of people actually accomplish them. So if you don't have a road map of where you're going, you have there's you're not going anywhere. Um you know, you have to have a road map, you have to have goals, you have to have something uh, you know um a target to shoot at, right? And that makes sense in our head, but we just really need to take the time to do it. It doesn't have to be hours and hours every day. 
you know, it can be 15 minutes in the morning or 15 minutes at night, just something to regroup and to re-mind um, ourselves that first we are valuable, that God values us, and that we matter. Our life matters. Your life matters. And that will be my goal for the rest of my life is everywhere I go, I want people to know that they matter. No matter how significant or insignificant they may be to the world, um, they need to know that they matter, that you matter, that you were put on this earth and you were created for purpose and that God loves you unconditionally, that no matter where we have been, what we have done, that everything is redeemable, anything is possible. And I have to believe that. And I have to believe that for myself first, right? Um, It's not just for others, it's for me too. And to really decide, you know, hey, I'm worth talking to. And I love, you know, I've been seeing these this post on Facebook the last few times. I haven't been looking at Facebook very much just because, well, whatever. Um, but I um, keep seeing this post about, you know, how that text, if you're, you know, there's 24 hours in a day and, you know, it takes 2.5 seconds to text somebody, hello, or, you know, whatever, how are you doing? And if I don't, if I'm not worth 2.5 seconds of your time, then, you know, then you're not worth a spot in my life. And I think that may be true, you know, on a nice post like that, but how much of us actually live by it? And, I don't know, just something to think about. You know, do we really know our value? Do we know what we want in a very basic, you know, knowing who we are um, so that we can be everything we've been, we want to be. And that if we are looking for a significant other and we're dating and, and we want that special someone to know that, you know, it's okay for me to value me. It's okay for me to have some expectations of, you know, well, hey, you know, we just don't jive, right? You, you like, you, you know, clearly you are okay with, you know, sleeping with me one day and seeing me two weeks later or seeing me, you know, one time a week, but I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with talking to you one time a week. I'm not okay with it. And, and I'm cool with that. I'm actually cool with that expectation. And I will be single until God brings me that man that cherishes me the way Boaz did to Ruth and how he pursued her and he noticed her. He noticed her her integrity. He noticed her work ethic. He noticed her goodness, her loyalty, and her humbleness, and her heart, and her generosity. He noticed all of these things about Ruth. And when Ruth was in the most dire need with her mother-in-law, and she had nothing, she had lost her husband, she had lost her father-in-law, she had lost her brothers and her brother-in-law, she had lost her family, she had lost her home. And she was with her mother-in-law in in a strange land and a strange people. And God miraculously puts her in, you know, by chance, places her in a job that was menial and that seemed um, insignificant and small and like it wasn't going anywhere. And it ends up being in the fields of this great man. And he... You know, he gets, he has thousands and thousands of workers and thousands and thousands of acres. Um, He's a very wealthy man. And he, you know, how often does a a wealthy man notice his servant? You know, especially dirty working servants in the mud all day. Who, Who notices them, right? And says, hmm, you know, hey, who's that chick over there? 
And he noticed and he knew about her. He knew about her, um, the type of woman she was. And God allowed who she was. He's put her in the spot to where Boaz, this amazing man, could meet and see her. And he was the perfect redeemer for her, the perfect rescue for her. He was the perfect companion and provider for her. He was exactly the right person to value her for who she was. He saw everything about her, not just that he was, she was the servant. In fact, that wasn't what he saw at all. He saw this hardworking, I mean, I already described who she was to him. And it, and he the, he says all of that about, you know, and then he says, and she's like, when, they, when he meets her and she meets him, she's like almost embarrassed. She's bowing her head going, you know, how should, how should someone like me have favor with you? And he says, I've heard all about you and blah, blah, blah. And I just think it's the most beautiful story. And um, yeah, and if God can do it for her, scripture says that he is no respecter of persons. So if God can do miracles, and if you, if you hear the testimony of someone where God has done amazing things, that we don't need to get jealous or envious or more sad because it's happening to them and not us. The Bible says when it's happening to them, that that is a testimony to what our God can do. And he is not a respecter of persons. What he does for one, he can do for you. And so when we hear another person, we see people getting married, or we see people's kids um, doing well, or we see um, people getting promotions at their jobs, or buying a new home, or um, having babies, and we don't have the baby that we want, all that stuff. Um, when you see other people's dreams getting fulfilled and you hear a testimony of that, rejoice for them and rejoice for yourself because yours is coming. And again, it's knowing who you are, knowing that God is a good God and that he loves you and that he has a good plan for your life and that your life matters, you have value and that amazing things are possible. And I am going to be the first to yell it the loudest when it happens for me, you will all find out. So anyway, those are my thoughts for tonight. Um, I appreciate the lovely comments that I have been getting on these. Um, and I just really, for the one person that listens or the 10 or whomever, um, I pray that you know how much you matter. And um, yeah, good things are coming. Have a great night, you guys.